Hi, podcast listeners. I'm here to announce Housing for Us, a new podcast about reforming the American housing system. Housing for Us will show that housing for all is an urgent and achievable goal. To see what I mean, here's a clip from the beginning of episode one. Um, so since this is the very first episode, this one's going to be a little bit longer um, because we're going to spend a little bit of time at the beginning of the episode here mapping out what we're hoping to accomplish. Um, and so uh, basically the, show, the way this show is going to work is we're going to alternate between uh, happy episodes and sad episodes. And we're still kind of trying to figure out a, a, good, a good way to – a good thing to call these. Um, so I think for our, for our sad episodes, we're going to call these the – the fixer upper episodes, um, and uh, and so the fixer upper episodes are all about our housing system, uh, you know, kind of needing to be uh, fixed up a little bit. Um, and the reason that we're doing these episodes is because not everyone knows just how bad the American housing system is and how badly we need to reform our housing system. Um, so a lot of people don't know that homeowners have lost their home in foreclosure over a payment shortfall of less than a dollar. Um, you know, lots of people haven't thought about foreclosures or evictions being caused by, you know, somebody gets sick and, uh, you know, they couldn't afford their rent or their mortgage payment because they had to pay for medical care. And then, you know, more and more people are understanding that evictions are a really serious problem. Um, but here's a clip from our very first um, Fixer Upper episode. Uh, it hasn't been released yet. Let's uh, let's take a listen. This is the first time I've lived in like a single family home. And I've lived here, I think, for five or almost six years now. Um, and that's that's by far the longest I've ever lived anywhere. It feels a little unusual. Like I always, yeah, I come back to the exact same place and like. I know this area a lot better, um, started to like actually meet neighbors, you know, instead of moving every couple of years and you don't really get to know anybody. You know, thinking about having a child was like, well, I've, I absolutely have to like own a home before I do that. But yeah, I'm hoping to kind of have that sort of stability for her. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So what? A, well, that's something uh, I think people can take for granted really easily is just the little like benefits and perks you get of being able to live in like the same area for <laughs> an extended period of time. Like, I mean, that just makes like certain things, you know, knowing where the post office is or like blah, blah, blah. Like, I think that's something a lot of people take for granted. Yeah. Yeah. And so um, so Nick moved, uh, he thought, nine or ten times um, just as a kid between age zero and 18. And, you know, I think of how as a kid, I got to know all my neighbors and our games of kick, kick the can and uh, ghosts in the graveyard. We'd, you know, we'd do every night all summer and, uh, you know, just, just not having that. It's just so hard on families to be moving so much. Yeah, especially for a kid too. To like, yeah, you're you need those like uh, social connections as a part of your like 
development and uh yeah it's it's harder to do that when you're constantly moving yeah it's i mean it's just so hard on families increasingly people are saying you know we've got to have guaranteed legal representation for tenants in eviction court and that's a really you know that's a really great idea um but our problems with housing instability are so much more fundamental than that and unfortunately evictions are only the tip of the iceberg um so you know in, a, in any given year, um, between uh, one in five and one in three uh, American renter households will move. Um, one in three renters will move every year. Um, that's, um, you know, that's outrageous. And we, you know, nobody likes moving. And we know that people are, you know, they're not choosing to move. They're moving because they have to. You know, Nick said that um, if his family could have stayed in the same place for those, you know, 18 years of his whole childhood, they would have. Um, they didn't ever want to move. They only moved because they had to. Um, and so this is just an issue that a lot of people don't understand. And uh, we're hoping to fix that with this uh, with this next episode. Yeah, I mean, it seems like basic, like, empathy. if you've been fortunate enough to, like, move because you want to, because you're, like, upgrading your house or, like, moving to a neighborhood you like better... That still is like horrible. <laughs> like that's yeah. still like the worst. So just imagine now if it was like, you know, under like a w- worse situation, like, you know, under duress or whatever. Like, yeah, it's yeah, you it's got a toddler. Awful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh God. Yeah. So that's our fixer upper episodes. Um, so and then so that's gonna be half the episodes. The other half are gonna be uh happier. Um, And we're still trying to come up with a name for this. I was thinking maybe we should, you know, call it Cribs, like kind of an homage to (laughs) MTV Cribs, Um, you know, where instead of, uh, you know, instead of looking at the housing of the rich and famous, we're looking at the, you know, fabulous housing of ordinary people who happen to be in these really great housing programs. My wife thought that was a really lame thing to call a show. Um, She thought too many people wouldn't get it, but... um, We'll see what we come up with. Anyway, um, so the point of these episodes is is to say, hey, if we're going to achieve housing for all, we're going to have to make some really big changes to our housing system. And today's episode is about the Mitchell Lama uh, program in New York City. Um, so these are housing cooperatives. They're um, big buildings with dozens or hundreds of units of housing, right? This is in New York. Um, and they're affordable. And they're structured so that they will always be affordable. And in order to achieve housing for all, we're going to have to have a lot of homes that are like Mitchell Lama homes, where they're forever affordable. And change is scary. And a lot of times when you hear about a new idea, your first reaction is, well, what about this unintended consequence? Or, you know, what about that unforeseen difficulty? But when we actually talk to someone who lives in one of these programs you're not going to think about unintended consequences or unforeseen difficulties. You're going to be a little bit jealous. And that's what we're trying to accomplish. So let's take a listen to the first segment of our interview today um, to see what I mean. Um, So in this clip, I had asked Dick if, um, you know, if somebody could tell just by walking into his building that it was different uh, compared to the buildings around it. At first he said no, um, but then as he started talking about uh, his home, you know, it was clear that his building really is very special. Um, so let's uh, let's take a listen to that one. I mean, of course, you could look at the on the wall. You could look on our bulletin board. You can see the announcement of the board meetings, the committee meetings, the swim club, the Tai Chi group, um, the uh, you might see announcements of social events. 
Um, you might notice that it's uh, getting cold here. So our community room is now open as a play space. If you had come here during the heat wave of the summer, you, that same community room, which has two air conditioners in it and a small kitchen, um, was a cooling center for those shareholders who couldn't afford air conditioners. So um, you also, if you were here in the summer months, you might see our gardeners at work. Um, most of those, all of the gardening is pretty much done by shareholders. We have, um, we have a families committee that um, plans social events. We have a Halloween party, a Christmas party, an Easter party, all this other good stuff. So there, there, is, there is a sense of, of community here. Um, most people look, know their neighbors and look out for their neighbors. We, also, we were very badly hit by Hurricane Sandy. Avenue C was uh, a river three feet deep. The water came up to the handles on the car doors, flooded our lobby, took out the electricity um, and, and the water. And, you know, and, and so um, people checked on their neighbors. People, you know, looked in, made sure that they had what they needed. Other people who could, when the waters receded, um, uh, did shopping for people who had mobility issues. Um, and that has now morphed into a permanent group, the Emergency Task Force. So we have floor captains who know all their neighbors and know what their health needs are, mobility issues are, um, and we are ready for the next flood and the next power failure. Um, that also is a, an indication of our sense of community. Well, hey, it didn't take that long. I'm, I'm jealous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was um, clearly a very special place.